used to think the most beautiful thing on earth was fire. Now I know it's vengeance. Right, so my number five is American Crime Story OJ versus the People of America. Or OJ. Or the People versus OJ, sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, anybody who's followed these podcasts knows that I was a gigantic fan of this show. Um, I thought it was amazing. It, it, it was way better than it had any right to be. Really, especially considering right. that... With that cast. <laughs> well, I mean, the cast was kind of what made it, you know, special. But 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 who would have thought that cast would have brought it in this fucking show? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I mean, definitely, I always thought Sarah Paulson was going to be strong, um, you know, but like also like Ryan Murphy being a, a kind of a showrunner, like, American Horror Story has really gone into the fucking toilet. I'm sorry to say it. I know it has its fans, but, like, in terms of quality, you know, I mean, it's never boring, but it's just, like, shit, really, you know? It's enter- it, It's not scary. It never was scary, but it, it was at least sort yeah. of, like, you know, entertaining in terms of, like, where are they going to, what are they going to do next? And now they've kind of sure. shown all their cards, and it's just kind of a big old you know, piece of bullshit, but it's very, you know, ratings wise, it's popular, but I mean, he really brought major quality to this. And I think actually having him on, um, this, you know, going into a real crime story, he, he elevated it into a very exciting way, into a very sensational way, which is kind of what the whole case is about. You know what I mean? It was a big sensation, but you know, he plays up the style aspects the era aspects, yeah. but really it was the the duo of writers, um, Larry Krasinski and Scott Alexander, the guys who wrote Ed Wood and The People versus Larry Flint. They were kind of yeah. sort of the the you know the quiet talent behind this. They wrote a lot of it. It was their original concept, and how they're able to sort of just distill everything that went into that case so neatly and cleanly. You know what I mean? That, you know, somebody, you know, you and me, we grew up with that shit. So we knew all that information. But for people who don't know, you just get everything that made it important and what made it exciting. And I thought it was fantastic. I really thought they knocked the shit out of the park. Um, yeah, I don't know what else I can say. Did, did you end up watching the whole thing? I didn't watch the whole thing, no. 
But I, I did like what I saw, and I and I was pleasantly surprised by a lot of the actors in the show. Okay. You know, um, you know, David Schwimmer and you know John Travolta. You know, people that I'd written off years ago. Yeah, I mean, kind of coming back and doing great work. The the, the one, you know. The two that really stole that show are, um, you know, Courtney B. Vance as Johnny Cochran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, won, yeah, who, who rightfully won his award. And Sarah Paulson as, um, I forget, the defense attorney who, who won an award yeah. as well. I mean, it was really their show. Those were the ones that really knocked it out of the park, especially Courtney B. Vance. I mean, he's always been a solid character actor, but one that's a little bit forgettable. Until I saw him on the show, I'm like, wow, this guy is a masterclass actor. He he made me really give a shit about Johnny Cochran as a human being, which is something I never thought I would say. Um, but did but did you ever think that you would watch a show and be like, hey, David Trimmer is actually pretty good in this? I mean, like, no. I never thought I would actually ever feel that. Never. <laughs> and in fact, he's yeah. kind of the heart of the entire story. And... Absolutely. You know, and he, juice. Yeah, juice. No, he does he does actually a fantastic job in it. Um, you know, yeah. we have not mentioned Cuba Gooding Jr. It's a couple of reasons for yeah. that. I mean, I think he was yeah. good as an actor, um, but he did sure. sort of there's a lot of these big emotional scenes where he could either really be good or he could be really grating. Um, but he struck up a great relationship with Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy used him in the latest American Horror Story season, actually, and he was he wasn't bad in that. But yeah, okay, you know it it wasn't. I remember reading the cast listing, and it was it was like, oh, this is going to be Gooding Jr.'s comeback role. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's the assumption you felt like he's just going to be sweeping up the awards. He's been neglected. He did a lot of wrong choices after he won his Oscar. Like, this is the one that's going to be his comeback. It, it wasn't really. He, he was solid, but by, you know, he kind of went into the background, to be honest. Absolutely. It was everybody else around him, really, that really shone in that show. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. He wasn't bad, but he wasn't great. And everybody else was fucking great. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's move on to number four, which was a show that just fucking came out of nowhere, man. Like, who was expecting this? It is Stranger Fucking Things. Stranger Things, another Netflix win. Oh. Another Netflix win. Yeah. And just... It Massive slam nowhere. This was just a fantastic fucking 80s homage to, like, all things of like Stephen King novels, um, 80s kids movies. The Goonies. Like, yeah, The Goonies, Monster Squad. But, you know, also like stuff like, uh, you know, John Carpenter. Um, you know, I mean, fucking E.T., you know. Yeah. I mean, like everything is mixed up in this. It was just a giant sort of like they just threw all these elements of what made uh, 80s movies great and, and just sort of like scrambled them together. And somehow it worked. You know, somehow the yeah. fucking show worked. I mean... Well, why, why, why did this show work? It was because of these guys that we've never fucking heard of before. The fucking Duffer Brothers. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, that's really where I felt like why this show worked. Yeah, I'll, I'll you know, I'll definitely agree to that. I, yeah, I mean, they they it was really sort of their guiding hand. I mean, it was eight episodes. I mean, they directed six of those episodes, but by far it was basically a feature length movie done by them. It was, the majority of the show was written by them. I mean, it was their baby. And, uh, Absolutely. you know, it sucker punched a lot of people. I mean, I remember even, like, um, you know, looking at shows that were coming out at the beginning of the year, and this didn't even cross my radar. Like, I, I they were very, they held their cards kind of back a lot as well, you know what I mean, in terms of what yeah. the show was going to be until the show came out. And I think that's why it surprised yeah. so many people because they were like, is it a drama? Is it a comedy? I mean, nobody had any fucking idea. They just knew mm. it was a Netflix show starring We Own a Rider. And it came out and yeah. it just floored everybody. And Absolutely. Yeah. Very exciting show. I mean, if I had a yeah. misgiving, it was really that they didn't go practical with that monster. That kind of yes, that that was it. That was it. I mean, they put all this effort into making it like a perfect '80s reenactment, mm -hmm. and the one thing that they could have done practically that really would have sold it, they went CG with. If that was a budget problem or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, but it really, you know, it 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 hurt the show. I felt. A little bit. I mean, the thing is, it's like, there's such a build-up to that creature. You don't see it a lot. You know? And no. so it doesn't... Really it's, almost like, it's almost like Alien, yeah. in a way, you know, where you see just little bits of it. Exactly. And so it didn't doesn't matter for the majority, but then there, it's like, I think the second episode, second to last episode, and, you know, where it's yeah. like really prominent. And I was just kind of like, well, why? You know? Fucking why did they do yeah. that? But, um... It looks like a dude. It looks like a dude in a fucking suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like It's not like some weird, like, kind of alien creature that's yeah. not humanoid. Yeah, that you couldn't it's replicate. a humanoid fucking alien. Yeah, it's yeah. some concept that was impossible to replicate quite easily with a guy in a suit and some mm -hmm. good lighting. You know what I mean? But the yeah, yeah, that yeah, it yeah, just yeah. went, you know, and, and maybe, you know, for the close-up shots when the head needs to open up, then go CGI, you know, at least... Sure. Up, but sure, I'm fine with that. With the fact, that but when he's just, just like standing there, like come on. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't enough to hurt the show. It was still pretty fantastic. No, no, and, no. Um, yeah, I'm, no, I'm a, absolutely. I, and for a change, like um, I have absolutely no idea where they're going to go with the second season. You know, that's not well. It's going to be anthology in a way. So no, no, this story is wrapped up. It's not going to be anthology. They they've said it's going to be a direct continuation, but it's going to feel. Like it's going to be a continuation, but it's going to feel more like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, where it's going to continue on from that point, but it's going to be not that arc. It's you know, it's going to do a little some indifferent, you know, and it's not. Gonna, it's going to be a continuation of that, as it were. Yeah. But any. Um, I got yeah. I gotta say in this in this show, um, couple of standouts. Winona Ryder back with a vengeance. You know that's really nice to see. Um, David Harbour. Yes. Yeah. Um, was fantastic in this show. He was really good. Yeah. Like definitely. 
he really carried it. Um, Matthew Modine, back from wherever the fuck he's been for the past few decades. Yeah, he's been he's been yeah he's been sitting in a basement growing white hair. That's what he's been doing. <laughs> Absolutely, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. He's been watching Full Metal Jacket on repeat. Um, but the but, kids, you know, the fucking from the kids, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, that's the standout one. That's definitely the standout. Yeah. They were all she's good. Gonna they were be, all good. They, they, they were all great, but she, yeah. she's going to be the star. Yeah. It, it, I it think. feel like, um, you know, the directors, they really knew how to work with kids. So they got great performances yeah. out of them. But the only one that will really go on to something is, you know, yeah, the, the chick. That's that's sure. Yeah, I mean the the one that's not gonna go into a drug infused meltdown. I think is that is oh. that child actor. <laughs> but yeah, good. <laughs> Unfortunately, Stranger Things, man. But yeah, big big success. Stranger Things. A lot of people, but I'm sure Dude. this is gonna hit a lot of other people's top tens. To be honest, it was. I think so. I don't think it's a surprise that no. it's that's this high up in our list. Yeah. All right. So number three. Is Mr. Robot season two? Mr. Robot, yeah, man, yeah. So for me personally, I mean, I really loved season one. I think season two yeah. was actually better. I actually enjoyed it more than season one, and mm. this is the reasons why. Because season one, it had so much sort of like I said, always being a new show, it always makes the show sexier, you know what I mean? More exciting. And for me, yeah, I was like, I don't know where this fucking show can go after season one. Like, I felt like the story was complete. I felt sort of like they shat their pants with the twist. Like, you know, okay, that was all this big twist. It was all a build-up to that. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. What really impressed me with season two was... You know, now the cat is out of the bag. It becomes this very interesting part of the story of, you know, now that we know, I don't want to spoil it, but, you know, now that... Now that we know who's who. Now that we know who's who, how does it affect the greater scheme of things? And I found it really fascinating how they did that. Not to mention, they had a fucking killer twist in this season. You've seen the whole thing, right? I'm up to date, yeah. They had a fucking amazing twist in the se- in the season. I mean, like that really floored me and and made me be like, okay, wait a second. And it all intricately made sense. Besides, maybe uh, <laughs> what's his face? The girl that's working, yeah. Besides Craig Robinson, I don't get how he fits into the twist. <laughs> oh right, right, right. Okay, I thought you meant the um, girl. That uh, Remy Malik is into. No, they, no, no. That, 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 makes, sense. that makes sense. Um, but really? I thought, I, I, like, like, why she's working for that company now? Oh, that. Yeah, but isn't she trying to fucking uh, get revenge and all that? Wasn't that the whole part? C- kind of, but I don't feel that that's going a hundred percent. I feel that she is actually becoming that character well i think i think we're meant to question it you know and to be honest though it led to one of the her plot line which i was like 
kind of like, oh, why are we dealing with this? It led to one of the best scenes in the season where she has to hack um, yeah, yeah, company, yeah, yeah. and it's all done in this amazing one take, and it's just yeah. incredible. Um, but, I mean, also one big prop I have to give the show as well is the character that is usually always so fucking dull in these kind of stories, which is the uh, cop or FBI agent that's investigating the criminal, uh, was actually... She's great. Yeah, was actually probably one of the strongest points of the season. She was a really fascinating character. She was really intriguing, and um, she had yeah. some incredible moments in the season. Absolutely, but from the introduction yeah. of her character on, I was invested in that character. It didn't. It wasn't like I had to warm up to her. Like, you know, she felt like a real person, like a real character from the first second she was on screen. Definitely, yeah, I agree. No, I, I, I thought it, it was pretty impressive, man. I mean. Um, last year, it was the Buzz show, you know, it was like everybody was talking about the show, and um, we can see what a major pedigree it got, because, um, you know, Sam Esmail, the kind of crazy genius behind the show, sure. only, you know, was showrunner behind season one, season two, they, he, he was able to direct every single episode of the season. Yeah. They gave him carte blanche, you know what I mean? And um, I, I really wasn't expecting this one to kind of pull through. I thought it was going to fail, to be honest. Maybe that's why I'm so impressed by it, but I actually I actually liked it better than season one, even. Yeah, definitely. And they go deeper and, again, darker. Yeah, and even crazier, like even more playful, more inventive. Like that whole fucking episode where it's like a... The nineties. Yeah, the 90s sitcom. It was, like, <laughs> but also it didn't feel it didn't feel like there, it yeah. didn't feel wanky. It actually worked for the plot. The reason why it was in there, you know what I mean? Like it was incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but because it is a nineties fucking show. It is. It's very yeah. it definitely <laughs> got one foot in the nineties, man. Like it, it really yeah, loved. And it. they and they came back. They came back full circle and then did that '90s episode. I was just like, "Holy shit!" They just went there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did it. <laughs> yeah, like I was just waiting for that to happen, and it was just amazing. You know, it was really, really good. I think Craig Robinson was fantastic in this season. You know, he was again brought you know a certain elegance to the show. You know, whenever he was on, you don't quite know where he's at. And then, I don't know, it, you don't really care, you know, how good or bad this character might be. Yeah. But, you know, just his presence, yeah. you know, I mean, warrants him being there. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. it. It was a great bit of stunt casting because yeah, he's always like, everybody casts him as like the warm, fuzzy, funny guy. But they yeah. they kind of, you know... And so we're so used to seeing him that, like that, but like if you would walk down a dark street and bump into Craig Robinson, you'd probably be intimidated by him. You know what I mean? He's yeah, a big totally. fucking yeah. guy, <laughs> you know? And what I liked about it, the whole kind of crux of his character was that dynamic, you know? Like, like you were saying, we're not sure how to feel about him the whole time. We want to like him, but at the same time, is he just a fucking evil dude or, you know what I mean? 
and that kind of back and yeah. forth made it really interesting and gave him a chance to really do something else that nobody else is giving him a chance to do really you know okay so moving on to our number two yeah. of this year and this is something I didn't think was gonna reach into the top 10 considering how we felt about it last year yep but our number two of this year is Game of Thrones yep now this show like we were even talking about before I mean it had a fucking pretty big dip in quality the year before huge a lot of people wrote the show off and um, you know anybody who followed our podcast we went into the show not expecting much and in fact yeah. being ready to hate on it and step yeah. by step episode by episode this show kicked us in the fucking ass this was an incredible season man they brought the quality back around shit is finally Absolutely. going on you know it's like I think the whole mandate that they decided okay we got to wrap this shit up has um, you know put some serious fuel in the engine and they know where they have to go and um, I was floored by it I mean yeah okay the first three episodes were kinda meh but um, you know after that it was just pretty much you know just stepping up stepping up stepping up like amazing amazing stuff going on here absolutely and it was you know like it wasn't about the start of the season it was about the ending of the season Yep. Where all the things that we've been promised since really season one yeah. paid off. Yeah. I, I thought that that was one of the major things, really, was, um, you know, in rewatching it, now my missus has never seen Game of Thrones, so we're going through it, you know? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And um, just seeing finally these things sort of paid off and that had been promised. And now you're starting to feel like, you know, before it was just kind of like all these characters are scattered all around the fucking place. Now they're finally starting to group together. You know what I mean? So it's like basically yeah. three, just three main storylines going on now. You know? Uh, the Kalesi much, yeah. sort of group, um, you know, uh, the King's Landing has their storyline and whoever the fuck is left, <laughs> and the Stark, whoever's left over in the Stark thing. Yeah, it's their storyline. Not many left, but yeah, they're they're struggling in there. Yeah. No, I, I, well, Aya, Aya, Aya Stark especially, where yeah. you know that whole thing where her training started pretty much season one. Yeah, pretty much. And we're just like, like, like waiting and waiting and waiting, and she's waiting to get revenge and all this kind of thing, and finally, you know, she gets into battle with with you know like what she's been kind of aiming towards yeah she some somebody finally gets a vendetta against the red the red wedding man <laughs> yeah. a long time in the fucking coming jesus <laughs> yeah. only some repercussions from that one you know no it was awesome i mean they they really brought it back it made me uh, a fan of the show again and it's something i really you know, same time last year, I, I, you know, I wouldn't have thought it. I wouldn't have thought it at all. Wow. And um, I'm very excited to see how they're going to wrap things up because that's where it feels like it's going. You know, it feels like they're yeah. going into the last act of this 
Well, they are, yeah. This epic story, really, you know? And Totally, totally they are. And, you know, it felt a little bit um, Walking Dead, in a way, for me. You know, watching, you know, the season previous, I was just like, okay, you know, I'll check a couple of episodes out of this season, but if it's shit, you know, I'm just going to write it off. But they just brought me back fully into the fold. The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt that with Game of Thrones as well, you know, like last season was shit, but this season, like, it just, apart from all of the uh, Jon Snow stuff at the beginning of the season, yeah, we just dragged on for fucking ever. But once you got into the momentum, yeah, 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 but you, you felt it like just, they were quickly trying to, like, sort of, um, you know, apologize for, you know, their fuck ups of the last season, and then get sure. on with it. You know they had to be like, okay, now he's back and he's alive. Okay, we can get on with this shit. Um, but yeah, no, fantastic. I thought it was awesome. All right, should we move on to our number one? Number one. And so, who the fuck would have thought that our fucking top two of television from 2016 would be two fucking HBO shows, man? What? Yeah, and where, where, where the fuck has HBO been? I know. In terms of drama. I know, but they fucking brought it, man. Especially even after that fucking diarrhea dump of vinyl in the beginning of the year. Westworld. Yeah. Man. Westworld. And we had been talking about the show forever. We were like, oh we're waiting. God. We're waiting for this. Yeah, and we were scared it was going to be axed. And there was all these problems. And it finally came out. And holy shit. What a fucking show Westworld was. What yeah. a goddamn show, man. It was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really hard to poke holes in this show. Like, there's not a lot to really say, like, this was weak or that could have uh, been bolstered a little bit. I mean, there, there's a couple of elements here and there. Me but personally. really, overall, this show was... A bit of that old HBO magic. No, but also I, I think what what I like about it is, yeah, there's a little bit of that old HBO magic, but it's also done with a refreshed energy. And I think yes. that's the problem that HBO had is that sort of their format and the pace to a lot of their shows compared to other networks were dragging. And sort of that old yeah. school standard of how people watch television shows is not the, the fucking way people watch shows anymore as they did in HBO's Golden Age. They sort of had to fucking yeah. rejuvenate themselves and get, you know, realize, you know, they can't just fucking sit on their high stool. They got to refresh yeah. it. They got to intrigue audiences. They can't just let plots drag forever. You know, we Indeed. need something that's exciting and refreshing, but also... You know, pure adult storytelling. And Westworld was all of these things, man. Yeah, after the big AMC takeover. Yeah. Over the past few years. Well, I mean, AMC, yeah. FX, Showtime, Netflix, Amazon. You know what I'm saying? Like, those sure. are all HBO's rivals. I mean, HBO started the whole wave, but those guys took over. And, you know, this is the first show that they've done, which has felt like they're 
they've got a hand on the pulse of what the fuck is going on in terms of exciting storytelling yeah. in TV. And, and this is a this is studio heads changing hands as well. It was the right move. It was totally the right move. Yeah. And uh, no, West, I'm so glad that they didn't ask this. That they um, and also what's fantastic about the show, like the major thing that I love about the show is it's it's a very complex puzzle, right? You know, there's a lot of well, yeah, know, stuff like literally, can... it's a puzzle as well, yeah. Yeah, but there's a lot of cock teasing and there's a lot of grand mystery, but you never feel like these guys do not know where the show is going. They absolutely have yeah. an idea of where it's going, and even in interviews, Jonathan Nolan, the co-showrunner, has said because of all the delays, they had time to sit down and just map out what the fuck's going to happen throughout five seasons. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing, you know, there's no filler episodes. Everything is just pure, efficient storytelling with this amazing grand concept, you know, that's sci-fi, that's Western, that's drama, that's romance, that's comedy. You know, I mean, this yeah. is fucking it, man. I mean, in terms of, uh, you know, pinnacle TV storytelling, this is it. Westworld just floored me this year, man. And it just came out, like, what, fucking two months ago. Absolutely. And it really came just like storming out of the barn, you know, like it, it was just so strong. And again, it felt like, you know, when Battlestar Galactica yeah. came out Yeah. and you were like, oh, come on, you can't touch with, you can't touch this source material. It's sacrilegious, you know, like it was, it was good enough as it was. Mm. And then they took it one step further, and you were like, wait, they just elevated sci-fi to yeah. a whole new level. whole new level. And that's what Westworld did. Completely agree, man. This show floored me. And, um, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I watch a lot of TV shows all the time. You know what I mean? Weekly, yeah. I watch everything. Um, you know, especially, you know, just in terms of staying up to date as, you know, a critic or whatever, but sure. Westworld um, was the one show that did not feel like work. <laughs> you know, it was the one show where I was I was waiting for the next mm -hmm. episode. I couldn't wait, couldn't wait for it. Absolutely. And why do we not wait? And why did it have the HBO magic? What does HBO does better than any fucking network? It's fucking casting. Yep, and production, and, and production, produ and production, all this, but like casting for this show. No, but that, that's was what I mean. That's out of fucking sight. Oh yeah, man. I mean, fucking Anthony Hopkins, Ed Harris. Oh my god. Jeffrey Wright. You know, I mean. Jeffrey Wright. But then also it, it, Jimmy Jimmy Simpson. Yeah, no, Jimmy Simpson. But then also that, that's what I loved yeah. about the show too. It gave like a couple of like underused people real time to shine like James Marston um, you know Evan yeah. Rachel Ward, uh, Wood uh, Thandie yeah. Newton and Jimmy Simpson I mean these are like underused actors and they kind of stole the show in the end Absolutely. especially Thandie Newton like kind of walked away with the fucking show you know and she's like what in her late you know early 40s I mean what the fuck why has nobody been using her she was amazing in the show you know <laughs> yeah 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 uh, although some of her plot line I didn't quite understand, but yeah, um, 
No, but I mean, I her mean performance. The, the, I mean, come on. I mean, her, her performance. Her performance was great. Like, like there was uh, that's undoubtable, you know. Um, but in terms of some of the writing around her character, I felt that was probably the one hole I would poke in this show. Uh, I disagree. I, I, for me, it was, I thought it was one of the more fascinating aspects, really, in terms of her, her journey. It led to a lot of interesting things, but it, you know, at times it kind of felt like, well, why is this happening? You know, like, uh, but, but nevertheless, um, you know, seeing Jeffrey Jeffrey Wright and Anthony Hopkins together on screen. Yeah, it felt like an event. I mean, Every scene they had together felt like a fucking fuck. event. Or, or you know, when once finally Hopkins and Ed Harris meet up. Oh, yes, you know, come on. It's just them sitting at a table drinking whiskey. I mean, it felt like Pacino and fucking De Niro and Heat, you know? It, it was like, holy shit. Yeah. These two powerhouses are together, just sitting across yeah. the table from each other, playing like a mental chess game. You know what I mean? It was just like, wow. Absolutely. Holy shit. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, but, you know, what really made this show work and all these pieces fit together was the writing. Definitely. And, you know, it was very meta in a certain way because it was talking about writing. It was talking about narrative. Yeah. But also it put these characters into this world again, which made so much sense. And just kind of making them all kind of flow together. I mean, it was just so strong in that sense. It's just like, it was almost like if I was, you know, I'm not a teacher, but if I was going to teach screenwriting, if I was going to teach story structure, yeah. I would show this show to my students. You know, oh, yeah. like that's how it felt to me. I mean, there's so many, this show has so many things in it. You know what I mean? Mm. Which is usually a bad fucking thing. You know, usually you need like yeah. soul focus. You need something clear. There's so yeah, many yeah, fucking yeah. different things in the show. It had every reason to fail, and it doesn't. It works. And I'm, yeah. still, I'm, you know, and I've, I got a master degree in screenwriting. I couldn't tell you how they made it work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just pure fucking genius. But it does. But it, it does, does work. You know. <laughs> But it yeah, and, and and I gotta say, you know, like you talk about endings to a series, this had probably one of the strongest endings I've ever fucking seen. Yep. For a series. Yeah, and I mean, what what I loved about it was okay. I'll I'll admit there was one twist I saw coming, but I didn't feel yeah. like I was cheated. Um, but. I had absolutely no idea how this show was going to fucking end. You know what I mean? Mm. And when the ending happened, yeah, I was like, oh, shit. Okay, this is where it's going to go. Because I literally felt it could have gone anywhere, you know? And I was like, okay, now yeah. I know what season two is going to be about, you know? And um, that's the thing. Like, even though there was one twist I kind of mildly guessed, I didn't mind, you know, because it was so cleverly done. And I would have actually been disappointed if it wasn't, <laughs> if that wasn't the twist. I would have been like, I, I would have felt cheated. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But, but you know, the thing what, what's so great about this show is that the twist itself, you know, and the twists that go on throughout the show aren't the spectacle. No. You know what I mean? It's what they do with it. It's not about, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the whole, 
I mean, we're not going to spoilers. I'm just going to mention yeah, yeah, yeah. the Jeffrey Wright storyline has a twist in it, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, but what they did with that was so fascinating. You, you, you know, when they kind of sort of ended on that twist, you felt like they might have blown their load with that character. Yeah. But that wasn't the case at all. Like, it just kind of huh. opened a, up a whole new facet for that character to go towards, you know? And, um, no, just, I, I can't say enough good things about the show. Um, but what can I say? It's our number one. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, you know, it's got a little bit of everything that we love about TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's got that great writing, the great acting. It's got a lot of fantastic action. Yep. You know, it's sexy. It doesn't hold back. It's so like I like I said before. It's so meta, and I like that they're so ballsy about also, that. What what I love too is like because I mean, me as a kid growing up with the movie, you know, yeah, is that they didn't miss that whole fantasy aspect of the wish fulfillment, which I love with the movie was that you could go to this park and you could you know live as you know a cowboy and you know shoot the bad guy and fuck the the prostitute and all these things you know sure they're able to play that aspect of but what I I mean what <laughs> did if, what did, did you notice huh do you notice the chick from Banshee yeah yeah she appeared like <laughs> seconds, man, two fucking seconds <laughs> Yeah, but I was like, oh, hey, that's what you're doing now. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're in Westworld for two minutes. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, but what I, what amazed me most was, like, the aspect which I didn't think that they were going to be able to pull off was the whole humanizing the robots, you know? And so, Absolutely. You know, because the whole sort of sensationalism grabs us as an audience as it goes forward. I mean, we're way more on the robot side, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, but but they're not even robots, you know what I mean? They feel like they are. Human. It's such a it, it's it's such a poignant, you know, political statement on what's going on in society today. Yeah, you yeah. know, like the haves and the have-nots. Exactly. You know, no, and that that's what was amazing because I mean, the movie is a cult classic. You know, and absolutely, yeah. It, it it had a lot of great material to work with, but the show took that material and took it to a whole other fucking level. That it makes the fucking movie feel like, um, I don't know, you know, House Party One. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. Here's <laughs> House House Party One compared to House Party Two. <laughs> there's, no, there's no comparison, really. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. watching the show, I don't even think of the movie at all. Really, it just surpasses yeah. so many fucking different ways. Um, sure, 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 sure. And 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 you don't even think of it as a show that's based on a movie. There's so many of those kind of shows nowadays. You know what I mean? That are like based off of a movie. Oh, let's. Do a Lethal Weapon TV show, you know? Um, yeah. This is like, you just feel like Jonathan Nolan watched Westworld and he was like, I know what I can do with this in a whole different aspect. Absolutely. A different way. And that's, it's like its own entity. <laughs>